this episode of The Interface, I speak with Kelly Byers, Global Product Marketing Manager for Amphenol ICC Power Products. Kelly has been with Amphenol since 2014. And we talk about how her marketing team is structured to put them in the best position to continue winning Power Products business. We talk about how her previous job selling office supplies taught her how to take a different approach to connecting with customers. We talk about growing up in Western Pennsylvania and being a fan of all things Pittsburgh. We talk about the immense pride she takes in working for a Fortune 500 company and how much she enjoys spending time with fellow Amphenolians. And we have the time of our lives talking about her Desert Island album, book, and movie. This is The Interface. Thank you for doing this today. I, I very much appreciate it, Kelly. So, Kelly, tell me about your job, where you work, and what you're working on these days. Sure. So, I'm uh, the Global Product Marketing Manager for the Power Solutions Business Unit for AICC. Uh, we're located in Valley Green, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Harrisburg. Our focus for the last four years, since we became a business unit, has been on our top-line growth. That has mm -hmm. been our number one goal, number one focus. So we've structured our team differently than other Amphenol business units um, to focus on that top line growth. We, we introduced a model, a hybrid PLM model. So we have our product line managers have, you know, one foot in the camp of traditional product management. And then they also have what we, what we reference as customer intimacy, getting yeah. to know the customer and understanding their needs. How did you develop this model? I would say I did not develop the model. Oh, you um, could take had... credit for it. It's okay. No one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so the model started with, with Gary on, um, our mm. group GM and Chris Milsom, our, um, power solutions general manager, and just, it was a paradigm shift. So most of our product, um, as we became a business unit, about 70% of it was legacy FCI product. Mm -hmm. Your go-to-market was very different. In FCI, you developed a general market product and then that you thought would fit a specific market, and then you went out and got customers. Um, over the last several years, that has really changed, that we do still have our general market products that everybody knows and loves, mm -hmm. but power has changed so much that over the last few years, it's become very customized. And we have the saying that even though everyone needs power, it's the last thing often that gets designed into the <laughs> system. So we get whatever space is left, basically. Yeah. Um, and we have to make it work. So our team was developed around making sure that we truly understand those applications and the customer needs and to be able to react very quickly to those changing requirements. So you're into power. So tell me when we're talking power for your products, like what are we talking about here? So we serve several different markets. Um, right now, our biggest focus to date has been in IT and D. Uh, we are looking at other, what we would call diverse markets, industrial, EV charging, ESS. There's a lot of opportunity there. But we have connectors from 15 amps to over 1,000 amps. Oof, and okay. yeah, yeah. And our biggest market today is data center. Yeah. That's our biggest focus today. So we have a motto, follow the power. We make sure that we truly understand somebody's system in every place where there's power. So instead of just looking at, oh, there's a bus bar that I need to distribute power throughout the system. We say, okay, there's a bus bar, there's an opportunity, there's a server, there's an opportunity inside the box. So we try to make sure that we systematically go through and see and go after all of the power opportunities in a system. And I can see, especially recently, why you've probably been so busy too with the high power requirements in the, the markets that you guys are, are focusing on have really 
you know, those requirements have increased greatly. And thus, here we are with a greatly expanded business as well, right? Yeah. So the other interesting thing about power that's so fascinating is there aren't any standards to follow. So we don't know what's coming next. It's not like you go from 56 gigs to 112 gig. You don't know. Mm -hmm. So it truly depends. Each GPU every year, it, it, you know, more and more power consumption is needed. And we're going to get to a point here pretty soon. Some of our markets are already at 48 volts. And we're watching very carefully to see when is it going to move from a 12 volt to a 48 volt, which then, of course, change, changes your amps. How much do you then have input into uh, developing for potential future applications? And is that something that you guys do on a regular basis? So we do have a fantastic R&D team. Um, Steve Pressel is our R&D engineering manager. Mm -hmm. He's also here in Valley Green. He has, his team is split. So he has what he calls lead engineers. Um, they're more customer focused. So they align with the PLMs. They know their markets and their customer requirements. And then he also has this back end product development R&D. So some things like I just mentioned, 12 volt to 48 volt, we've already been planning for for many right. years. So our connectors are already spaced at 48 volts. So the conversation that we can have, that we easily have is we're already there. Whatever you need, you don't have to change your connector with us. So a question for you then, how technical are you or did you have to learn all of this from scratch like I had to when I was in product mm -hmm. management? When I started here seven years ago, I literally didn't know what a power connector was. Okay. All right. You no and I idea. the then. Yeah. Yeah, no idea. Um, I had some really amazing engineers early on sure. that um, taught a lot, taught me a lot. I still ask a lot of questions. And I mean, I honestly just, I figured eventually I'd, I'd learn through osmosis. So I attended every single meeting that I could for the first probably year and a half. Yeah. Just to listen. Yeah. And it'd take you mm -hmm. about that long to start to feel comfortable with uh, the terminology and the technology and understanding what this is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I mean, to this day, if you ask me to explain it, I, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. I try. I try. I, I just can't. But you could sell it. I can sell it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And that's why you're in the job you're in, right? It sounds like it's, it's really exciting so far, uh, especially recently um, with you and the power products. How big is the team that you have? So um, the PLM team is we have 10 PLMs globally. Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned, focused on several different markets. We have, you know, we have our main key markets in IT and D as well as new, um, new diverse markets. So we have 10 people total. When we started as a business unit, we had three yeah. product line managers. Wow. But as our business has grown, so has our team. I have to put you in touch with some of the people on the military and aerospace side. They're, they always have more power requirements. So yeah. Yes, of course. More power. Yes, That's more right. power. Yes. So oh, I have a couple <laughs> names that I could, uh, yeah. I can float your way for sure. But uh, no, that's great. And I'm glad to hear that the, the team continues to grow. The business certainly continues to grow for, for power products. And I hope that it that trend uh, doesn't stop anytime soon, as I'm sure you hope it doesn't stop anytime soon either. Anyway, anything else that you want to brag about as far as your job now and some of the cool products? I'll give you a chance to to give some good elevator pitches or something for some of the good really cool pitches. stuff. Yeah. So I should also say, look, I should also say the AICC sales team has done an incredible job. Power is not easy to sell. You know, it takes many iterations. Typically, um, there's just safety concerns. 
with power. So the sales team has been incredible in wanting to learn our products. We have some products like Powerblade that are 20 plus years old. Those are the ones that we're most well known for. Um, Powerblade was introduced to the market in 1998. It is still a de facto standard in data center today. Two out of three data centers still uses Powerblade, which I think is pretty incredible. If you think about that longevity, how many products do you know still relevant 20 plus years later? Sure. Yeah, that's great. I think that's very cool. And over the last couple of years, we've had new iterations of Powerblade. So we had Powerblade Ultra, um, which is the lowest profile, highest current density two-piece available in the market today. We are introducing just um, in Q4 of this year, our Powerblade Mini series, which we're pretty excited about. Uh, we have Mezzanine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the focus in power is, is power density. Yeah more power and less space. Right. That's the focus. It drives everything in our market. Yeah, I think uh, it drives everything in a lot of markets, at least from what <laughs> I've heard lately. So yeah, no, that's that's excellent. So I knew if I gave you the chance that you'd have more. Uh, so I'm glad I didn't, I didn't cut you off and change topics. I mean, only a marketing manager would know, well, hold on, but wait, there's more. <laughs> wait, there's more, I know. <laughs> so Kelly, you're located in Valley Green, Pennsylvania, roughly the middle mm -hmm. of Pennsylvania, uh, more in the eastern end. Were you from there originally? Did you grow up in Pennsylvania? I grew up in a small town outside of Pittsburgh called Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Okay. For those of us that grew up there, it's Latrobe. For the rest of the world, it's Latrobe. Latrobe. Yes. 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 And <laughs> I will say that other Amphenolians correct me on a regular basis. Do you mean Latrobe? No, I grew up there. <laughs> I could be, correct me if I'm wrong, but... It is the home of Rolling Rock beer, too? It is, and the home of the Banana Split. Oh, okay. I didn't know that part. Mm -hmm. um, I was in college, There's so I knew the Rolling Rock, Rock part. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Box know, of Rocks. I think I grew yeah. up on Rolling Rock. Yeah, I think um, I kind of did, too. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling Rock, Banana Split, the birthplace of professional football. The first ever professional football game was played in Lakeshore, Pennsylvania. I did know that, yes. And Mr. Rogers. And oh, Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer, that's right. He was a Western Pennsylvania guy too. So that's quite the area. So I'm assuming that you're a Cleveland Browns fan? Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> or is it just all Steelers, Pirates, Penguins? All. Yeah. I My husband is a Redskins fan. I'm sorry, is a oh. Washington football team fan. Yes. And it honestly never... It never occurred to me growing up that I would marry someone that wasn't a Steelers fan. Is that right? Is that how deeply ingrained it is in the in the community there in Western Pennsylvania? Yeah. That just it, yeah. You don't have a choice. Everyone's going to be a, a Steelers fan, a, a Pirates fan, a Penguins fan. You just know. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, like, you know how in schools, like in elementary school, they have like wear your jersey day? Yeah. We didn't have that. It was Steelers. It, it was Steelers, Pens, Pirates, and that was it. Fun growing up there, though? Yeah. Great place to grow up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People. Yeah. To this day, people, I mean, people that visit Pittsburgh will say that it's like the nicest people. It's, it's a great place to grow up. So I've heard. And, um, I see you then didn't stray very far when, when you went to college, <laughs> you I went to what school? Seton Hill, which is in Greensburg. It's not Seton Hall. I know that confuses everybody. Did you do, um, University of Pittsburgh too? I did. Yeah. I, I did. I spent um, my first two years at uh, Pitt Johnstown, and then um, I decided to transfer, and I um, finished at Seton Hill, which is a small university in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. 
And what did you major in there? My major was in business with a specialty in marketing. Okay. So you are one of the few that actually stayed in your, in the field. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I, when people say like, who the heck does what they went to school to do? I'm like, I do. (laughs) Um, So, so I'll tell you, I have a picture from now going on six years ago. Yeah. um, When we were in the office every day, I would change in my office and there's a great running, there's some great back roads around here to run. And one day, several years ago, right after the Amphenol acquisition, as I was coming back, there was the, you know, Amphenol FCI on the sign. Mm -hmm. And I took a picture and I'm like, my goal was to work for a Fortune 500, was to have a successful role in a Fortune 500. So I'm like, I did what I set out to do. That was my goal. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. So I still have that picture and yeah. That was a, I mean, I genuinely don't think I'll ever forget that evening. Like looking at that sign and being like, wow, I did what I wanted to do. Okay. You caught me off guard with that one. That's good. I love that story. <laughs> That's fantastic. Sorry. But you didn't start at Amphenol with your work career, right? Okay. So walk me through what is, what are some of the jobs that you had over the years? So my very first job was selling office products at a company called Corporate Express which at the time was the largest B2B office supply manufacturer in the U.S. So I was there for several years. I started in sales and then I moved into um, sales training and development. So I did that for a few years. Mm -hmm. And then that company was acquired and I had the opportunity. I I could move into another role and I decided to take the severance. I I wanted to see what else was out there. Um, So I went to a company called Journal Multimedia, which is a publishing company. And um, I was the director for a startup, the digital publishing group. Really? Um, and did that. Mm-hmm. So what did you do yeah. for that? I mean, now you've piqued my interest again. Office supplies, office supplies. but uh, Office supplies are actually can be interesting, just so, so you know. Well, I believe you. And what did you learn out of it, actually? What, what did you learn out of trying to sell office supplies and working in that job first? Um, so first of all, I'll say that my life in some ways mirrors the office. It's, it was like this huge joke. If you watched the show, the office, sure, which I can quote on a regular, it's bad, but we joke because they had like, they were selling calendars and at the same time that we were, it's very fun. It was actually, there's, were a lot of similarities over the years. What I learned from selling office products is to look for different applications. So, so let me give you an example. Yeah. Uh, part of selling office products is selling facilities products. So cleaning products. We one day had a sales contest. I don't, I couldn't even tell you what the reward was, but I just wanted to win. Um, (laughs) And it was for a stainless steel cleaner. So everyone's calling like, you know, everyone's calling cafeterias, kitchens, like places that would have that. Right. I decided I was going to call maintenance and um, talk to you about using this to clean your elevators because, um, you know, it didn't leave fingerprints. So I totally decided to take a different approach and it paid off. And I I think that's what I learned from that role is you should always look at what's another approach. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So you go up to a wall and how do you get around it or over it or under it? What else can you do? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. So Mm -hmm. what was the, the digital media then? Uh, what did you have to do for that? What was that all about? You said a startup, so that's intriguing. So it was a startup as part of, um, it was a subsidiary as part of Journal Multimedia. And it was a software as a service, a digital publishing platform. 
Um, so we started with Nobody. It was a software that was developed as a um, venture between a, a, a company in India and a company here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And um, after four years, we had um, over 400 customers globally wow. and grew pretty significantly. Yeah. So that was a great venture as well. And that was that was my first opportunity to work really at a global level. So I had a team in India then as well, and it was an opportunity to work globally. My first exposure, I guess. Do you have the opportunity to travel with that too, or? I didn't get to go to India. I've yeah. never been there. Yeah. Not yet. Okay. So how did no. you then find Amphenol? <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. Um, yes. So Journal Multimedia, again, it was another um, acquisition. It was another change. Uh, again, I could have moved into another role or taken a severance and taken a chance. I was five months pregnant and took the severance and took a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and I applied at what was then FCI. It sounded super interesting, but genuinely, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what a connector was. So the way the FCI interviews worked, you came in for like four hours. Mm -hmm. So you didn't come into multiple interviews. You came in once for four hours and you met with everyone, right? I mean, I just think that they saw that I, I had a lot of energy and a lot of excitement and was willing to learn. So... Um, I interviewed and, and started five days later. So you go from office supplies to digital media to power, <laughs> to, connectors. To power connectors. That is quite mm -hmm. the transition, but it's all related to business. It's still all three of those jobs were related to the major you took. So you still did it. I did. Yes. I did. I still, I know, I'm, I know I'm one of the like few that actually like my major. I really do. No, that's great. Yeah. So you've been with Amphenol now for what, about seven, seven years? years? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought I said yep. that. I just, yeah. just seven years at the beginning of September. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and being a part of a fortune 500 company really meant something to you. I think that can probably, I think there's probably a lot of people who will hear this who are like, yeah, I, that's, that's so true. So, yeah. and I think if you're like me, it doesn't really feel like it though, does it? And I mean that in the best no, possible incredible. way. Yeah. 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 No, it's incredible. I remember my first global sales meeting and I was pretty nervous. And and my boss, Chris Milsom, you know, he was like, Are you nervous? I'm like, Yeah, I really am. And he was like, Listen, it's like a family. And um, and it really is. It really it, yeah, it's incredible. I, I I have to say, not traveling these past like 18 months. I miss everyone a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. You and me both. There's, you know, there's a lot of meetings and conferences and, and visits that uh, have been put off. Um, they're starting to pick up again, but I'm with you. Yeah. I, I just miss, you know, being around a large group of people like that, uh, especially with the meetings that we would have, at least on the military and aerospace side. Um, it was always fun. You know, it was, um, there's yeah. a lot of work. It's a tremendous amount of work that uh, I was involved in, but at the same time, it was incredibly rewarding. There's, you can, but you can't really put a price tag on that interactive face-to-face, -face, that personal networking that you get when you meet with people, whether it be a customer, whether it be a vendor, whether it be, you know, one of your coworkers or whether it be just an entire group of coworkers. It's just, it, it fills you with goodness. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, but it, that's so, how I always feel. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I think that, um, I think there's a lot of pride in being part of the Amphenol family. Right. Um, like it makes me incredibly proud when people say, who do you work for? And I can say Amphenol. And, and as you look at everyone, I mean, I know I have very high standards for myself. I have high standards for other people. 
And when FCI first became Amphenol, the first people I met, they were like, after I spoke for a few minutes, they said, oh, you're an Amphenolian. And it is so awesome to like find your kind. It is so great. It yeah. is, Amphenolians are unique. It, it is, yeah. we are, it, 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 we are unique. And um, that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, no, you speak to the heart of this show. I mean, that's, that's what this is about. So well done and well said. We'll get away from work now. All right. We're, okay. we're done with the work mm-hmm. part. Uh, okay. <laughs> I say, uh, okay. I see you have pictures of your kids on your wall behind you. I do. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know you, it looks like they're young too. So when you're not at work, is that what you spend the vast majority of your time doing? Are there any other hobbies though, or is it just a lot of family events and activities? Family events and activities. My daughters, my oldest just turned nine and my youngest is six. They're very into karate. And um, my oldest just started playing the cello. So wow. that's been interesting. Yeah, she's so cool. That's been interesting. <laughs> and uh, for myself, I, I I do run. I just, I enjoy running. Um, I've been doing Pilates for the past four years, and yeah. I love Pilates. Good for the soul. Yeah. What? Why do you like it? <laughs> I don't know if you can tell from this conversation, but I'm a high-strung person. Like, when people say to me, relax, I'm like, this is my relaxed. High-strung um, is negative connotations. Um, I would say you're energetic. You're right. About that's energetic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, so I will tell you my, my job at journal multimedia, I reported to the president and he said that when he interviewed me, he's like, I immediately wanted to hire you because it just looked like you had too damn much coffee that day. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's like, I've never seen anyone like sit up and lean in and you were just into it. So um, I like Pilates because it's an hour to yourself. You can turn out the lights, you listen to music. And I mean, I do go to a class, um, but it's an hour that you just are actually in your own head for a little while. It's hard, isn't nice. it? Nice, Super hard. Yeah. 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 I kind of want to try, but I haven't done it yet. So oh my gosh, it's really it? great. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I can send you, she does it on Zoom now, post COVID it's on Zoom. So I can, I'm not kidding. I can send you the link if you want to try it. I'm in. Send it to me. Okay. I'm not kidding. I will send it to you. All right. It's I great. guess I, I've put this out there. So now I'm going to have to commit to this, but okay. All right. All right. So yeah. we'll wrap up with this. Okay? okay. If you've listened to this show, you probably know what's coming. Oh no, I do know. Yes. So I take you away from work and give you a nice little vacation by yourself on a desert Island and say, okay, Kelly, you get to bring with you one album, one book, and one movie, we'll start with an album. What album would you bring with you? That was probably my most difficult. Um, probably Ed Sheeran. Okay. That would be my answer. So, yeah, I some love his pop music. music. Yeah. Some current pop music. Okay. Yeah. Any song in particular? No, I, I love too many of his, I think, to name. I, I, I think he's a great artist. I like his music. But just Desert Island, should it be something more upbeat and not so like. Uh, so, this was my question emotional? to you. Yeah. Me, well, some of his are really great. Yeah, I, I'm um, not saying they aren't. I agree. Have you have you ever like his um you know the song Dive? Have you ever? Mm-hmm. Um, man, that you can let out some pent up frustration with that song. <laughs> <laughs> so this was my question to you: This desert island yeah. is it like I'm surviving there for the rest of my life? Because that changes the answers pretty significantly. Or am I on vacation? Longer than vacation, shorter than the rest of your life. Hmm. We'll leave it at that. It'll give you a window, right? Like at some point you'll figure out, either figure out a way to get off or you'll be rescued. 
one okay, or the other. Fair enough. Okay. Now, this is very fair. These are very fair questions. I haven't established okay. the scenario fully here on purpose, by the way, because I want to leave it up to your imagination, your interpretation. So my answer to album is my music is so eclectic. I mean, it is so it is it goes from pop to country to light rock. It's that that would be the most difficult for me to answer. OK, but Ed anything that I can sing along to that. Okay. How about that is an answer? Fair enough. Okay, check. Okay. okay, we got that taken care of. How about a book? Okay, so my all-time favorite book is a historical fiction novel um, called The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. Okay. And um, again, I mean, maybe this isn't great for Desert Island, but um, I love it. It's it's based in World War II, and it's the from the view of the women that were left behind during um, Nazi uh, occupation in France. And it talks about what the women had to do in order to keep their children and families going. And uh, so I think that's a pretty incredible book. Again, historical fiction. But since I'm on this desert island, I'm going to steal from um, the show The Office, and I'm going to say a physician's desk reference. That's probably the most important. (laughs) Okay, because the previous book, although it sounds like a lighthearted comedy, might not be... (laughs) It's so good, though. I mean, it is so good. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, no, a good choice. A practical. You want the practical choice. I like I'm going to go practical. Okay. Yeah. People, yeah. A lot of people lean towards practical, and I get it. Finally, a movie. Now, let's just assume that there's power. I'll answer your questions already. There's power for one small monitor or iPad, and you only have one movie. So what would that be? Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Okay. Nobody puts Kelly in the corner. Exactly. Okay. I love that movie. I did I did go to the theater, just FYI, I went to yeah. the theater for the 30-year anniversary. Oh, really? That was probably, what, a couple years ago, right? It was a few years ago already, yeah, like yeah. five years ago already. <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Patrick Swayze fan. Or Jennifer Grey. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're a Jennifer Grey fan. So the big joke in my family about that movie is my mom always said, you know, great parenting of the 80s. She always said, like, marry somebody, marry a man that looks at you the way that he looks at her Uh at the end of that movie. So that's always, that's always the joke in my family. Why is that a joke? Well, you know, it's always the conversation. Oh, okay. Well, did you? Yeah, I did. I did. Yes, I did. I did. And, you know, my grandfather asks me that. Like, that's how much my family talks about that. So that movie has a lot of meaning then. I love that movie. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great movie. All right. So. Dirty Dancing it is. So we have, uh, we'll just go with Ed Sheeran. We'll go with the Physician's uh, Desk Reference Guide and Dirty Mm -hmm. Dancing. So great Mm -hmm. choices, Kelly. And look, I want to thank you for doing this today. Hopefully you've had the time of your life in doing this. Ah, Ah, he brings it back full circle. That was awesome. Yes, yes. So uh, again, seriously though, thank you for doing this. And uh, I, I hope you had a good time too. I did. It is so nice to meet you. I have really listened to so many of your podcasts and feel like I know you because I've seen you on 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 camera and on, you know. So it's great to meet you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thanks again for doing Someday this. in person. Yes. Sure. 